Do you feel stuck? Has your podcast stopped gaining new listeners? Do you wish your community was more engaging? I know that a lack of engagement can make you feel like nobody cares about your podcast or nobody wants to hear what you have to say, but in most cases, that's simply not true. It's more likely that your loyal listeners just haven't found you yet. Your artwork, your titles, your descriptions haven't done enough to catch their eye. Now, I'm not here to sell you on an easy button. There will be some work involved, but the first step is to get another experienced set of eyes on your project. It can be difficult to objectively examine and evaluate your own work. So head over to thepodcastersguild.com and book a podcast audit. From there, we can work together to make sure your loyal listeners are able to find your show and understand why this is the show they've been looking for. Join me at thepodcastersguild.com and we'll get started today. If you have an interview-based podcast, you know that constantly finding new guests is not an easy task. I know someone who's been doing it consistently since the very beginning of his show, so I want to check in and see how he goes about doing that. Podcast Better is for you, the podcaster, or soon-to-be podcaster, who has a business, a cause, or a hobby that you're passionate about. Each week, we'll take a closer look at the mental, physical, and technical skills necessary to produce a quality show that your fans will want to listen to. Thanks for sharing part of your day with me so that we can podcast better together. Welcome, 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 fellow podcaster, to another episode of Podcast Better. Today's guest is Nick Nalbach. You first heard Nick back in episode 45 when we discussed his origin story or how he got into podcasting. Nick is the host of the 9-5 podcast and owner of the 9-5 to Freedom brand, where he hopes to inspire and motivate aspiring entrepreneurs to get into the online space so that they can leave their 9-to-5 jobs. Here on Podcast Better, I want to start having more guests on the show. So I'm hoping that Nick can guide me in the right direction since he has guests on every single episode that he publishes. Let's see what his method looks like. How do you consistently find guests for your show? So that is a bit of a loaded question. <laughs> there, there are a bunch of different ways that I actually go about getting guests on my show. The number one over anything else that I do, social media is probably one of the best avenues for me in terms of getting guests on my podcast. Like you said, I have guests on all the time. My show is a weekly show and each week I have a new guest. So that means I need to constantly be bringing in guests and constantly be doing interviews. And the bulk of my interviews to this point have come through social media in some form or fashion. Um, It started out with Twitter. That's where I spend a lot of my time is on Twitter. So I just kind of started reaching out, engaging with people that I really already had connections with or contact with on Twitter. And when I started launching the podcast, that's where I actually started. And I started reaching out to the people within my little community on Twitter seeing if they would want to be on the podcast. And when I would get done with those interviews, I would ask them if they have any ideas of people who they know or would recommend to come on the podcast and see if maybe that would be something they'd be interested in. If they say yes, then that's a good good segue into my next guest. That is a good jumping off point for sure. That's something that I think not, not a lot of people take the time to do because they wrap up their interview, they're done, they don't want to waste their time, so just let their guests go. But that one simple question, either during the interview or in a follow-up email, 
is something that's not hard to do and like I said can really keep that consistency going then if you can just chain one guest into the next do you ever use a guest over again have a repeat guest so to this point i have not yet but i am planning to do that some of the entrepreneurs that i'm bringing on we're kind of in the segue stages between going from nine to five to entrepreneurship so i really want to get them to come back on and talk about now that they finally made it entrepreneurship a full-time thing for them i do want to bring them back on since i'm just kind of getting started i launched the podcast back in july so i really wanted to give a bank of content with new guests each week to start and now that i've i'm 28 episodes in 29 coming up in this first week of february i might start thinking about trying to bring some of those guests back again at least some of the more popular episodes that's kind of how i'm gauging what guests i want to bring back when you approach a guest for the first time, though, how do you know what you want them to talk about? Do you have that in mind, or are you specifically just going, hey, I think this person might be interesting to have on the show, and then discuss topics with them later, or do you always have a topic in mind? A lot of them, I've kind of had an idea through social media when I'm finding them there. I know I kind of have an idea of what they do. Obviously, everything that I do is within the entrepreneurial realm, so I know what they're doing ahead of time, and I just kind of frame the episode that I'm going to do based on that guest. I haven't, there's something I've thought a lot about recently about basically creating a bank of content with topics for that specific week. I really have not stuck to that very well just because I've been trying to get in as much guests as possible. So, really, I end up just making that content based on the guest that I'm bringing on and the content that I know that they're comfortable with. That would make sense. I don't want to force a topic on any specific guest, but I I was just wondering if that was more of a collaborative effort or it's something that you ask them specifically to talk about a specific topic. Yeah, I, I usually like, especially with guests that I bring on, I want the guest to look as good as possible on my show. I don't want to bring a guest on and have them be like, I have no idea what this topic is. I'm going to look like an idiot on this show. Like if I'm going to bring a guest on, I want them, I want them to talk about what they're an expert in or what they feel the most comfortable in because it's just going to make for a smooth, better show. And it's going to be more enjoyable for them, for me and the listener. So you started off by saying like you approach a lot of your guests on social media. Are these people that are typically following you as well, or you're just following them or how how does the actual contact go? Are you just replying to something they posted or are you direct messaging them or where does that initial, hey, do you want to be a guest start? So for the first guests that I started bringing on the show, it was, it. I went with people that I already had engagement with. I've already talked with them. Maybe I've already had conversations with them in the DMs. We're following each other. We just kind of already had somewhat of a relationship established. And that made it really easy when I was launching the podcast to say, hey, I'm doing this thing. Is this something you want to be a part of? And more times than not, they were all about doing it, even if they were a little bit nervous or they haven't been on a podcast before. It's something they they wanted to help support me. Now that I've continued moving with the podcast, I've started venturing outside of just my circles within social media. I have started pitching two people that I just think would make good stories. I either see something they post on social media and think, okay, well, this person really knows this topic. I haven't talked about this topic on my podcast. Maybe I'm just going to reach out to them and just kind of see if it's something they'd be interested in. And then it kind of just becomes a cold pitch at that point. But I go into those with, I don't know, I, I go into it not expecting a whole lot, 
but if I can just even spark a conversation and get kind of a relationship going, usually that can turn into a podcast interview down the road. I think that's always a good way to go about things. Focus on the relationship first, and if it turns into something more, awesome. But it doesn't have to. And, it, and if you don't go into it expecting that, I think it's better for everybody. Yeah, exactly. And the one thing with a podcast specifically, if you have a podcast, what's so awesome is that you actually, we're always talking about like when you're meeting new people and you're engaging with new people, how can you serve that person? Like you don't always want to be coming from a, what can I get from you is how can I help you? With a podcast, you naturally already have a platform that that guest can be a part of. Even if you're wanting to bring them on your podcast, you have a podcast and you're able to share their story on your show to your audience. So naturally, you already have something that you can give back to that guest that's coming on the show with that extra exposure that they get coming on your podcast. Podcasting is a little bit unique in the fact that just by the raw nature of it, you already have something of value that that guest can get out of coming onto your show. Very true. I agree with that wholeheartedly. You mentioned a little while ago that some of your guests are kind of nervous about coming on a podcast. Have you ever had anybody straight up say no? Or, I mean, maybe even just some people that don't reply. Like, how do you go about handling those situations? For the people that are nervous about it, a lot of times I'll kind of take the conversation offline in the DMs or something like that and kind of explain to him, kind of like when we were getting ready to do this interview here, talking, it's not live. We can stop and start as often as we want. There's no pressure. It's just you and me talking. It's like two friends talking on the show. And I really try to drive that home to kind of ease some of that pressure because I think a lot of guests that come on, they they get inside their mind like, you're on live television. Like someone's going to be watching me do this thing. And if I screw up, everyone's going to hear about it. And that's what's so great about podcasts is you can edit anything out that you don't want. So I, I always try to kind of lead with that if they are a little bit nervous, just to kind of calm the nerves a little bit. Um, as far as having people not respond, I've experienced it a little. If I've reached out via email or if I'm going for some high profile guests on the show, a lot of times you just don't get response. Really, I mean, you just kind of got to take it for what it is. These people are busy. They got a lot of stuff going on, especially I've tried primarily reaching out on Instagram when I target these high profile guests because you don't need to be following them. They don't need to be following you. You can literally go into the DM and shoot them a message right now. But it does show up in that separate section where it's like requests. So they don't necessarily see it in their general feed, which means there's a good chance that they don't even see it at all, especially if they do get probably tons of messages every single day, the chance of your message popping up when they happen to be in there might be pretty slim. So when it comes to that, I just kind of, I throw it out there and maybe by chance they'll end up seeing it. Or if I can find ways to kind of interact with their content so they're familiar with me and they see my name pop up, maybe when they're scrolling through the DMs, they're like, oh, hey, I recognize that name. They check it out. Hey, here we go. That's a great mindset to have. Like I said, that. It's one of the things I I try to drive home here, just the proper mindset for podcasting. You can't take things personally all the time. It's You're working with the internet. The internet <laughs> isn't always a nice place, and it's not always perfect. There's just no way to always guarantee that people are going to see your messages and things like that. So put it in that frame of mind, and I think, once again, it's better for everybody. What I was just talking about there, interacting with people before pitching it, that was actually how I got one of the, I'm not going to mention it here just yet because I haven't booked the interview date, but how I got a high profile guest to agree to come on the show 
I had interacted with them quite a bit on Twitter and got some interaction back. I'd reply to one of their tweets and they'd end up replying back or I'd tag them in something. They'd see it and like it or retweet it. And it was several interactions like that, that I finally, I didn't even direct the message at this person. I just kind of threw it out there and tagged them in it. And they reply back and they're like, yeah, let's do it. I was like, whoa, holy cow. (laughs) So when I get the guest on the show, I'm going to ask them if there was any kind of thought or recognition of my account or who I was before agreeing to that, or if it was just all random. But I have to imagine the the random interactions that I've had with them over the course of several weeks kind of led to them saying, okay, yeah, I've seen this person. Let's do this. So I think coming from not going straight for the cult pitch right away is probably a much better strategy so that they are familiar with you and they, they recognize the name at the very least. There's some familiarity there. I would definitely think that helps. I Even in my tiny social media accounts, I, I recognize when people interact with my content on a regular basis. It's something that that is noticeable. So mm-hmm. you mentioned you use a lot of social media, but I imagine that's not the only way you go about getting guests on your show. What else no. do you use? There are several platforms out there. And a lot of listeners, if you have a podcast, you're probably familiar with um, things like Podmatch. I, I actually can't even think of the other ones off the top of my head, but there's several, there's several out there like that. And I've signed up for a couple of them and I've not had a whole lot of success with it. It just kind of seems like it's something that everyone signs up for and nobody pays attention to. Uh, But recently I came across, it was actually, I think an Instagram ad for a platform called Wildcast. And I signed up for an account. It was brand new. They just launched in September of 2020. So really new. And I was seeing a couple big podcasts up there like Entrepreneurs on Fire and a couple other that I had recognized. So I was like, okay, let's do this. Let's create an account. And the first week that I was in there, I booked two or three podcast guests. Basically, the the whole premise of it, you create an account. If you're a podcast, you can create a podcast account. And then if you want to get featured on other podcasts, you can create a guest account. And you can have both accounts. So I just started reaching out to people who were there as guests wanting to get featured on the podcast and booked three in that first week, including the CEO of the company Wildcast, (laughs) which was really cool. So I got to bring her on and talk about her story. And for some reason, that one I've had way more success in terms of getting guests on than any other software that I've tried or any kind of platform like that. Okay. I, I have seen a lot of those platforms out there. Like you said, I, I'm, yeah, Podmatch is one. I think there's one just called like podcastguests.com or something like that. I'll, I'll, I'll try to put a small list of those together in the show notes if people want to check them out. But that's kind of the same reaction I've had from everybody else that's tried it. So you sign up for an account and nothing happens. And I think a lot of people are hoping that some of these services are more automated, where it sounds like with Wildcast, at least, you had to put some effort in after you signed up, correct? Correct. Yes, you have to you have to outreach. There's there's a chance that people will reach out to you. I've had some people come to me and pitch to be on my podcast from that. Um, But a lot of them, a lot of them, I actively connect with the person, shoot them a message, basically tell them what my podcast is about. I think you'd be a great interview for the show if it's something you're interested in let me know and we'll make it happen and i've i have had quite a bit of success with that one that's good to hear but i i think it's a great place to start because you know that the people that are on that service are people who want to be interviewed people who want to be on podcasts now it's up to them if your podcast is the right fit some people will probably just go on any podcast they can get their hands on but in general it, it takes 
the pool of people you're working with from like all of Twitter, all of the internet and pairs it down to, Hey, these people are actually interested in being on a podcast. So I think that that is something that's going to help your, your search a lot over time. Even if the service is new, even if it doesn't have all the people on it, it's a good place to start. Absolutely. And one thing I did want to mention since we're talking about this specifically from a lot of the people that I talk to in the podcasting space, and I've talked to several people who have their own services that kind of connect podcasters with guests mm-hmm. or vice versa. The one recently I just interviewed a guy that runs podcasting you, and they basically search for all these podcasts that would be relevant to your niche. And then they do the outreach for you and they out, they reach out on your behalf. And a lot of the things that they talk about when they're looking for podcasts to kind of match up with guests, they look for podcasts that have at least 10 episodes and that have published within the last week or two. So it's really important if you're trying to get guests and you want people to start pitching to you that you're consistently publishing and that you're, you're not just going to stop because that's a lot of people's frustration is they'll reach out to these podcasts that maybe have three or four episodes in. And they get the interview done or they book the interview and then all of a sudden they just stop publishing episodes and that your episode never even gets published. So 10 seems to be that threshold. I think some statistic I read said 90% of podcasters quit before episode 10. So that's kind of where that comes from. If they have 10 episodes, you know that they're serious about this and that they're probably going to continue publishing episodes. So I would definitely say if bringing guests on your show is a priority for you, definitely try to remain consistent get to that 10 podcast episode mark, and then you might actually get people starting to reach out to you because they know you're serious about podcasting. That's very, very good advice. Uh, Just to clarify that, you said it was podcasting you. Is that Y-O-U? Yes, yep. Okay. There's there's podcasting you, and then another one that's, I don't think it's released yet. They were going into like a beta phase, but it's called Podcast Hawk. And that one is very similar. It sounds like you're going to be able to search for topics, I think the the last time they published, how many episodes they published, like all these stats will be right in the dashboard. And it kind of seems like a, almost like an email marketing drip campaign in a way where you create this template and you can push it out to X amount of podcasters within like so many in a month or something like that. It sounds cool, but I haven't, I haven't got my hands on it yet to try it, but I'm, I'm excited about it. I do think that's a space that we're going to see a lot of innovation in in the next few years, just seeing how quickly podcasting has grown. We've gotten all the podcast hosting services. That's the space where people are innovating right now and podcast websites. And the next big thing I think is going to be, yeah, how do you efficiently get guests onto your show? And there, there are a number of resources out there now like I said, some of them are good, some of them not so good, but it's going to be very interesting to see where these new services go with all that information they have from other people's failures or successes. That's always where things start to build, where things start to snowball, and we get some of the best products ever. It, it does seem like a very untapped market right now, so I'm really excited to see where that actually goes and how how easy it's going to be in the future to start bringing guests on or to even get featured on podcasts. That's something I've been trying to focus on really hard myself. I find it easy to bring guests on, but I find it much more difficult to get on other podcasts. So we have social media. We have what I'm going to dub for now podcast guest services. Got anything else up your sleeve? Yeah, I have a couple. I don't even know if they'd be like secrets or hacks, but some really cool ways that I don't, 
hear a lot of people talking about to get guests that I personally think are highly effective. One of them being researching podcasts that are already bringing guests on. Find the guests that they're bringing on and reach out to them because you already know they're interested in podcasting. They've come on shows before. That means they're probably likely to come on your show if, granted, they're not massive and you have a brand new podcast. But regardless, being able to say, hey, I listened to you on this podcast. I thought your story is amazing. I'd love to tell it on my podcast. It'd be a really good segue into getting that guest on. And one way to do that, if you go to listennotes.com, you can actually search within, it's like a search engine for podcast episodes. And you can search for keywords, you can search for names, you can search for pretty much anything that would show up in a podcast description, and it will give you all of the episodes that relate to that. So if I wanted to find episodes that you were on, Matt, I would go into the search engine and I would type your name into that little search engine on Listen Notes, and it would spit out all the podcast episodes that you were mentioned in, either in the description or as a host or co-host or wherever your name shows up on podcasts. So I did that. I was primarily trying to do research for another guest that I was bringing on the show. I went and typed their name in to try to see what podcasts they were already coming on. Now I know what questions they're at other podcasters are asking them and what questions I maybe want to ask or don't want to ask because they've been asked it a bunch of times. But I think that's a huge way. If you follow a podcast or you really like a podcast, search that specific podcast and see what kind of guests they have coming on their show and see if they're doing more podcasts. That might be a really great way to get those people on your podcast as well. I definitely like taking that approach. because, like you said, those are people once again, just like the, the podcast guest services, Those are people you know who are willing to be on podcasts. The interesting thing that you mentioned there, though, is I didn't fully understand the purpose of Listen Notes up until now. Like, I've seen it. I've been on their site. I've seen it pop up in Google search results, but never really paid much attention to it. With this in mind, it makes a lot more sense. That was that high profile guest that I was talking to you about. So they're featured on a lot of podcasts. And that's what I, I did. I put their name into that search engine. I started listening to other shows that they were featured on and started seeing, okay, well, everybody's asking them this question. They're always talking about this specifically. Maybe I want to touch on that because I know that that's what the guest is comfortable talking about, but I don't want to spend a whole lot of time doing that because they've spent how many episodes already telling that same exact story. I want something unique for that guest. So once I I found that and found that you could do that, that completely blew my mind. And I I spend a lot of time in listen notes now preparing for podcast episodes. That's fantastic. I like that a lot. Well, Nick, you've already given us a a, a lot of great things to think about, a lot of great ways to get guests. I definitely don't want to uh, cut you off if you have more to share with us. So I'm just going to kind of let you go here and you can give us Any other tips and tricks that you might want to share about getting guests on podcasts? So I got two more that I think would be extremely helpful for anybody. I'm all ears. The The first one, communities, groups, and Facebook groups. This is super effective because, oh, I guess I'll tell you what exactly the strategy is first. So go to Facebook and search within your niche. Find groups and communities that are talking about a specific topic that you want your podcast episode to be about and start engaging within those groups. Start being a little active in those groups, kind of like how we were talking with social media. Getting your name out there and being recognizable can be a good way to kind of introduce yourself and get people familiar with you. So engage inside of these groups. And then once you've spent a week or two 
inside those groups, reach out to either you could do the people within the group with moderation, obviously, because you don't want to get kicked out of these groups. Mm -hmm. But even more effectively, reach out to the moderators and the admins of these groups and see if they would be willing to maybe be on your podcast as a solo host or a solo guest or submit an audio clip to be a part of that episode. And what you can do is reach out to several groups within a similar niche. So say we're talking about the podcasting niche, reach out to maybe five admins of different groups and see if they want to submit an audio clip about their best podcasting tips. Then you go back and compile an episode with these five audio clips with those guests or those admins from those Facebook groups. Now, when you release those episodes and you say, hey, this episode is live, there is a high probability that those Facebook admins are going to share that episode with their community saying, hey, look, we got featured on this podcast. Now, if you're doing that with five different groups in this one episode, that means you have five potentially massive audiences that are going to all see your podcast and quite possibly come over and start listening, becoming a regular listener of your podcast. This is actually, I did this with the SPI Pro community, which I know you're familiar with. I reached out and asked some podcasters to talk about their experience starting podcasting. And I just said, all I'm looking for is like a two to four minute clip of how you got started podcasting and what benefit it has had on your business. And I had seven or eight people submit their podcast episode or their audio clips for me. And I just threw those all into one episode. And now they're all featured on this one episode. And they all, I know several of them put it on their websites. That's SEO, that's backlink traffic coming to me. Some of them shared them with their audience. And I'm getting put in front of their audience. And all from one podcast episode that really they kind of did the work for me by submitting those audio clips. So it's a really cool way to get in front of a lot of people very fast. And and you're not even necessarily bringing them on as a guest, but that could be a great way to get inside the door with some of these people that maybe you do want to bring them on as a guest later on. They're already familiar with you. They've submitted an audio clip. They've been on kind of. Now that you want to bring them on as a, a full episode, just focusing on what they're doing. So that that one I I really like. I've only done it one time so far, but it's something that I'm going to be doing more often going on down the road because I the the reach that you can get from that is just so incredible to me. It makes a lot of sense. And then my last and final one is Amazon, which sounds crazy. Yeah, I did not expect you to go there. I, I'm very <laughs> curious right now. So Amazon, as you know, is a very large search engine. And there are a lot of people on there that publish books, whether that's self-published or they just they're putting their books up on there. A lot of times they'll put that book up early. And what you can do is when you go into Amazon Books, you can there's a little tab down on the side that says coming soon. And you can search within your niche, whatever industry that you're in, whatever you want your podcast episode to be about, and find people who have books coming out in the next couple months. If they're going to be releasing a book in the next two to three months, they're probably going to be promoting it a lot leading up to the launch of their book. Which means if you have a podcast and you say, hey, I see you're coming out with this book. It sounds really interesting. I'd love to bring you on the show so we can talk about what you're doing and we can talk about the book and kind of give you a little bit of an avenue to promote that book ahead of the launch. There's a good probability that they're going to want to come on your show to do that. And then if you can even mix it in, maybe you offer to purchase a book or two from that author to give away to your audience. That could be another really great incentive to know, okay, I know these listeners are going to, some of them are going to get a copy of my book. That is probably the the biggest, I don't know, the most untapped, I think for sure. 
but one of the biggest opportunities in terms of getting guests on your show that, I mean, our published authors are soon to be published authors. Those are high authority people that could be coming on your podcast. So that is probably one of my favorite strategies of all in terms of getting podcast guests. That's a fantastic way to go about it. I, I it, It's something that you're right. I, I know that book authors go on these huge book tours prior to their launch. And over the past five years, podcasting is a fantastic way for them to to get into multiple markets very quickly. They don't have to make a TV appearance. They don't have to travel to a different city. They can just sit down at the computer and be on 10 podcasts in a day if they want. And so you're right. I, as long as you didn't just start your podcast today, like we talked about earlier, you have some history of consistency and they know you're actually going to publish the episode, they're probably going to be willing to sit down and talk with you because yes, their new book, they want all the publicity they can get. It makes a lot of sense. And I would just say, if you're going to do that and you have the freedom to kind of play with the scheduling of your episodes, I would definitely try to align that episode around when that podcast or when that book is actually going to launch. Just so you don't talk about the book launch two months after it's already launched or way too early. I just think it'd be a, good for you and the guests that you're bringing on to kind of try to align that if what you're doing on your podcast will allow for that. So so one quick follow-up to that. We've talked a lot about how do you get in contact with these folks? And a lot of it has been through social media. Is is that how you go about it again for these book authors? Because I don't think there's a direct way you can contact them through Amazon. So how, how do you go about contacting the actual author? I typically will always start with social media. Like I said, Instagram, being able to slide right into the DMs. That's that's probably the quickest route to them. But there are several apps and platforms out there that are able to scrape websites for emails. So I would definitely, if you are interested in getting that person on, see if they have a website. I'm sure if they're launching a book, they probably have some kind of launch page or a landing page. And hopefully there's an email on there. Otherwise, if Instagram isn't, a very viable route or it's doesn't help or prove to be just doesn't work very well. LinkedIn I've found is definitely a big place to go now. I've seen a lot of people talking about LinkedIn and how effective LinkedIn and connecting with people on LinkedIn can be for any aspect of their business, not even just podcasting, but a lot of people are spending more time on LinkedIn, it seems. And that's a great way to at least let people know that you're serious. You're not just some random person hitting them up on Instagram. You could be anybody. If you're on LinkedIn, you're probably serious about what you're doing. You're a professional, and that that might be a better route than Instagram even. Another good point. LinkedIn is very much undervalued, I think. It's just the positioning they came in with when they first launched kind of turned a lot of people off, but I, I agree. I've been seeing more and more talk about how LinkedIn is becoming the platform to be on and the platform to connect on, so... Something to keep your eye on. And like I said, for book authors, they're obviously serious about what they're doing. So I would imagine they'd probably have a profile over there. So that's a great tip. Thank you, Nick. You bet. Well, Nick, once again, this has been a great little chat here. I think you and I could probably have multiple more episodes talking about various different topics related to podcasting and such. But I think that's going to be about it for today. So if you want to let the people out there know where they can find you, where they can follow what you're doing, give me what you got. 
Awesome. I appreciate it, Matt. Like mentioned, I host the 9-5 podcast, and you can find that on pretty much every podcasting app. But if you go to 95podcast.com, that will take you to all of my episodes, basically my whole website for the podcast. Um, you can connect with me on Twitter. Like I said, I'm most active on Twitter. My handle there is just at 95free, and that's all spelled out, N-I-N-E-F-I-V-E-F-R-E-E. Um, and then the same handle for Instagram, Facebook, in, uh, TikTok, pretty much everything is all 95free. Social media is definitely the place if you want to get in contact with me. Wonderful. Nice and easy. We'll have all those links down in the show notes for you if you want to check Nick out. And I think that's all we have for now. So thank you again, Nick, for uh, joining me, and we'll talk soon. Thanks for having me, man. While I'm personally familiar with some of the methods that Nick brought up in this episode, there are certainly a few new tricks that I'm looking forward to trying out. Be sure to check out the show notes for a list of all the websites that were mentioned in this episode. I know it can be a lot to keep track of, but you can find all of the info along with Nick's contact info at podcastbetter.io slash 63. That's podcastbetter.io slash 63. That's all for now. We'll talk soon. If you're starting a podcast soon, you're going to need a podcast hosting company. For that, there's only one company I recommend, Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout has a clean, user-friendly interface. Their system is set up to walk you through every step of the process you need to set up your podcast. But if you ever get stuck, I'm more than happy to help you out. Buzzsprout also has the best customer service I've ever experienced, so even if I'm unable to help, rest assured that your problem will be handled. You can try Buzzsprout free for 90 days to see what it's all about by using my affiliate link. Just go to thepodcastersguild.com slash buzzsprout. That's thepodcastersguild.com slash buzzsprout. If you use that link and choose to upgrade to a paid plan, Buzzsprout will even send you a $20 Amazon gift card after your second paid month. It's a win for everybody. Let me know if you have any questions, but head on over to thepodcastersguild.com slash buzzsprout today, and I can't wait to see what you create.